Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I threw out what it would cost. We can argue about if it's the right price. But would you do it? Legereus Sneed, Super Bowl cornerback, is on the block. Set to be franchise tagged by the Chiefs. They are open to trading him. The Chiefs did the same game with D. Ford in 2019 off a big year, same age. Second round pick is what it cost. Brad Holmes has a first, a second, and two thirds. You could flip the second, get a proven starter. You want to pay him. Yeah. And then you still got your two thirds where you can move up into the second if you want. You've got the late first. You could move back into the second and pick up more capital. It doesn't hamper their ability to build through the draft, which I know is the right way to do it and the way they want to do it. They could offer up that second round pick. And I think they should offer up that second round pick for Legereus Sneed. Do you think it'll take a second and one of the thirds? Maybe the maybe, high third. Maybe. And I'm okay with that as well. This is this is a guy that can be a difference maker for your defense. It also frees up if if you if you hold on to your first, you give up the second and the third this year, you still have a third, so you're only giving up basically one pick that you have earned, you know, the other one was from Minnesota in the Hawkinson trade. Yep. And now all of a sudden, hey, at the first, you can go and get edge help addressing it, thinking that this is, if we're going on to the premise that this is the only thing that you're doing in free agency, which it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. But if this is, if that's the premise we're working under, then you go to the draft and you say, okay, well, we need to get edge help. We need to get O-line help. You could still do that in the third, get the O-line, the edge in the first, or or swap that. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, I think, sorry, I don't mean to no, interrupt no, the number. Good, Everybody knows it. But you <laughs> still have that opportunity in free agency if you go out and you make this trade and you give Legereus Sneed the numbers are still there for you to go and spend and add to the deficiencies that you have. And that's what Brad Holmes said to us on Monday. That's where you're going to add what you need that you know you need is through the through free agency. Add yourself an offensive lineman. The early returns on the ticket text, we'll get to them in a second. You guys know the numbers, John says, uh, but I'll say it anyway. 248-539-9797. Listen this hour for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Bill Burr live at Little Caesars Arena Sunday, March 10th at 7 p.m. when you hear John say, I'm growing boobs. It's a real drop, <laughs> a real thing he said. When you hear that this hour, call in, courtesy of Live Nation, pair of tickets to see Bill Burr. Tickets on sale now, Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Boobs. Texter says, guys, although I agree, it would be nice to get Snee. <laughs> Such a child. 
<laughs> Says it would be nice to get Snead. You know the Lions aren't going to try to get him. They're not in the business of doing this stuff. Trading draft capital and paying cap space. They just don't do this stuff. Well, they have traded draft capital. I mean, they, they, they have done it to move up in the draft. They've, they've used draft capital to move around in the first round to be able to get, uh, you know, and, and I know they traded back, but it's when you're looking at making draft day trades or even trading draft capital, they have done it. And I just, I look at this and say, the Lions, we don't necessarily know. We know what Brad Holmes has said. We know what Dan Campbell has said, but we don't necessarily know what they're going to do. This is the first time they've been in this situation with cap room. I obvious needs defensively and offensively and the ability to go out and spend. Another one says stick to the plan. You have to listen to Brad Holmes philosophy. You draft players that make your team better regardless of position. There are much better options. Okay, give me one. What, what's the better option? Like that's everybody always says that that's kind of their fallback. Oh, well, you know, you, you, you have better options. What are they? Texter says you could sign a vet in free agency without giving up a pick, say a Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore, or maybe a, a Fuller. Fuller's All another right. corner. If you want to continue to keep putting band-aids on things, because um, Gilmore is, is, is what? 33. Well, I think we'll be 34. 34. Yeah. You're not signing him to a four-year contract. No, it'd be chase a title, one-year deal. Yeah. And Snead would be re-signing him probably to a three-year deal. Yeah. Or four, three or four. but three guaranteed, yeah. something like that. Multi-year solution at corner, proven commodity. Now, I would love to know, and we'd never get a clear answer, but Brad Holmes spoke yesterday for the general media, and he said he's a bit of a corner snob because he spent like 10 years doing uh evaluations of corners yep. on his way up the ranks. If he loves Snead, that makes a lot of sense. He has not drafted a corner higher than Ify Melifonwu in the third round since he's been here. Yeah, but going back to, you know, corner snob, we do know that he wanted the kid out of Illinois, which ended up going to Witherspoon. Uh, yeah, Witherspoon. Um who ended up going to Seattle and we know what type of year he had. A phenomenal year. Texture says, guys, come on. You can find a starting corner later in the draft, even in the second. Snead himself was a fourth-round pick. Yeah, but we, come on, let, let's be intellectually honest here. It's more of a gamble. It's a risk to take a kid, pluck him out of college, drop him in one of the toughest positions to play right away in the NFL, which is yeah. corner. You're reacting to some of the best athletes in the game. You don't know the play. They know the play. You're a step behind. You're trailing. Elite corners are not easy to find at any level. The idea that you're, uh, well, just, you know what? Yeah, you're going to pick Sneed in the fourth. You're going to pick Tom Brady in the sixth. You're going to pick, come on, right. come on. I mean, there's an outlier everywhere. Uh, and you have that opportunity to find them. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, outlier in the fourth. Like that, that's. Never, never draft a receiver in the first because you can just find St. Brown in the fourth. I mean, the, everybody sure. was looking for those. Sure. And, and obviously, Sneed has outplayed his draft, his draft position, but that doesn't always happen. Kevin in Rochester, you at all interested in this Snead on the block? I, I'm definitely not. Um, so, and, and maybe, right, but I think the first step is to identify, and I, I'd like, you know, if you guys can do this, like who, do, who, do, who are the three top cornerbacks that are free agents that are going to command $20 million? And I'm all for grabbing one of those, but 
I, I just don't see why we, unless we think Snead is absolutely, you know, a level above those guys, like option A should be to go get a corner in the free agency and keep our draft capital. Like, I think that one of the philosophical differences in my view is that I, I want to win for 10 years, and I don't think you can do that by anything, you know, trading any kind of draft capital in the short term, second round picks. I mean, we have to treat those like gold and let Brad do his thing because we can't afford everybody and we've got to find talent that's going to play in the draft. And Brad's been able to do that. So, you know, compare Snead to a free agent, a couple of the top free agent corners, and then ask yourself, do I want Snead give up 20 million and a second rounder or take, one of these top three corners, keep our second rounder and pay that person 20 million. And if you think Sneed's better, great. Maybe that's your choice, but I certainly don't know whether Sneed's better than one of the top two, three corners. And the first, you know, first option is to try to get one of those guys. Thanks. So Kevin, let me ask you this before you go anywhere. Um, oh, sure. And, and so some of the names, Jalen Johnson, Legereus Sneed, Kendall Fuller, uh, Chidobia Woozy, like those are some of the guys, and we'll talk about them and after we get off the line with you. But here's the other thing: you mentioned that you know, hey, y- you want to be able to draft, develop, and sign. Well, you're going to have to pay Amon Ross St. Brown. You're going to have to pay Penny Sewell. Looks like you're going to have to pay Aiden Hutchinson, and you've got four from last year in the first and second round that it looks like you're going to have to pay at some point. You. You know, if Brad Holmes keeps knocking at it out of the park in the first and second rounds, you're not going to be able to draft, develop, and sign because you're not going to be able to afford signing everybody that you do. I to- totally agree. That's why we need the second-round pick this year for him to find somebody that we can hopefully use for two or three years on the cheap because we're not going to be able to sign all of our guys. We're going to have to be selective. So that's, to me, even more rationale behind keeping – every draft pick we can to keep costs uh, down. Kevin, that makes sense. Go for it. No, Kevin, it does. It makes sense to keep costs down to keep your picks, but then it's the trade-off of capitalizing and striking while the iron's hot. So you say, look at the other corners in free agency. Jalen Johnson and Legereus Need are believed to be the top two. Yes. Jalen Johnson is not going to hit free agency. If you listen to anything that uh, their GM said yesterday, I would right. be shocked. They'd tag him before he'd hit free agency. They'll pay him handsomely before he hits free agency. And Snead is not going to hit the open market. you got to go through Kansas City to work out a deal. So then you drop off. Fuller, maybe that's the sweet spot. You said a woozier. He's had some knee injuries. Right. But maybe you get him a little cheaper. The point is they're not Snead. So you're compromising. And I just think when you're chasing a Super Bowl, I don't want to be compromising on talent. Well, and here's the other thing, and I don't think I was doing a good job of it. You have a certain window. And I'm not talking about the window to win. I'm talking about the window that has been provided by prior decisions, draft picks that aren't yet up for contract contract extensions. You have a little bit of a window here where you can pay a guy like Snead or a Chris Jones if he becomes available that – it's not going to hamper your ability to re-sign your guys. You have created you know, cap space, probably going to create a little bit more with your quarterback restructuring his contract, extending him, and that you're in that sweet spot right now, that window where you can go out there and pay a top-line guy top dollar because it's not going to cost you 
signing Penny Sewell. It's not going to cost you re-signing Aiden Hutchinson or uh, Laporta. Yeah, in the short term. There's a short-term window before right. everybody gets paid and those deals kick in where you can't really splurge right now. And I yeah. know that doesn't feel like the way Brad Holmes wants to operate, but it's still a question that we're having discussions on today. And some ticket texters are making the case for Snead. So we'll hear the phones and ticket texts, people wondering, people calling in, do you guys watch football? There is a push for Snead on the texts yep. and phones. We'll get to that next, 97.1. Hey, get, bu- get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet simply wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with things like quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props. And here's the thing about the same-game parlays. You can build your own, which is a lot of fun, keep you interested throughout the course of the entire game. And you can also pick from some of them that they already have made. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Jansen and shoot your shot. That's FanDuel.com slash Jansen. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over in present Michigan. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as normal trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. That's crazy. That was unbelievable last night. Biggest moment in sports. Bally Sports Ohio. Shot it from the parking lot. He did and, and won it. Uh, it was it was it was the most exciting thing that happened last night. And no, the Pistons winning does not count. I, I would argue the most exciting thing that happened last night was the Red Wings. We'll get to that later in the hour. We're talking Lions right now. Legarius Sneed is available, kind of. The report is that he will be franchise tagged by the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're open to trading him. They mm-hmm. did this once upon a time in 2019 with a defender, D. Ford, second round pick, got it done. Would you do that? Let's get to Matt on a cell. Matt, good morning. You're on 97.1. Thanks. Um, yeah, just calling. I, you know, I'm kind of in the camp of staying away. Reason being, I think that, you know, one, we got a lot of upcoming signings, right? We're going to end up signing Jared Goff to, what, $200 million deal. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to sign. We're, we're going to accept Sewell's fifth-year option. He'll be the highest-paid tackle in the league or offensive lineman in the league. And then you have, you know, St. Brown's going to be top five receiver being paid in the league. And then on top of that, you got Hutch is going to have to get paid. And you got all these guys. And if Snead is commanding a 25 
million dollar a year. I know it's going to be backloaded, but um, if he's commanding that money towards the end of that, we have to think about the guys that we do have to sign and why not go and see if, okay, let's get a Kendall Fuller who's 29 on a two year deal and then have that open cap space for when we have to pay Sua, when we have to pay Hutch, when we have to pay the guys that we want to stick around. I think that might play a part in the decision with uh, um, Brad Holmes. Kind of curious what you guys' thoughts are, you know, around keeping the guys that we have as our nucleus and then going and getting a guy to add to it when we could get, to your point, Jansen, earlier, just somebody that's a Band-Aid but could be a good Band-Aid and then, you know, go get a uh, Quinn and Mitchell out of Toledo, you know, in the late first and see if he can develop into something after that two-year period. I would tell you this. You're hitting all the, the keynotes from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell himself. They don't want to overextend themselves. They want to first take care of their own. They want to build depth, depth, depth. That was a big key theme yesterday at the podium for Dan Campbell. Depth. And even Brad Holmes said, December football. You get late in the year. People get hurt. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. He said that to us, paraphrasing, earlier this week. So I don't know that they're going to pursue a guy like Snead. I think this is outside their comfort zone the way they want to build a football team. My point would be as you get closer to a Super Bowl, don't you have to get outside your comfort zone a little bit? Don't you have to take a few more chances? Nobody wants to give up a second-round pick, but Snead is the best corner on the market. If you identify corner as one of your three biggest needs and free agency is the way you're going to address the needs and he's sitting there, you've got... Four picks in the top 100. You wouldn't give up one of them. You wouldn't give up 61 to get Sneed. Some ticket textures yep. seem to be on board with this. They say, guys, absolutely. In my best rounders voice, paid this man his money. Make the offer. Second year or second round pick says, get the number one corner. Nothing better than a number one corner. That's Joe in a truck. Uh, another one says, Guys, the fans in this town are ridiculous, saying you wouldn't make the trade. A shutdown corner? We'd probably go to the Super Bowl. Of course you make this trade. That's Tim from Ford. And another one says, guys, though I agree, it'd be nice to get Sneed. You know the Lions are not going to do it. They're not in the business of doing these type of moves. Well, they're not until they are. And, And I say that, okay, that seems obvious, but this is the first time since Brad Holmes has been a general manager. The head man, the head honcho, the guy pulling all the strings, making all the decisions that they're in position to do something like this. Last year at the trade deadline, it's kind of the first time where we're like, okay, well, let's see what he does because they're in a position to make a push, to add something at the trade deadline. They decided not to. So he showed his hand a little bit. This is the first time other than speaking and I don't necessarily know how much I believe when a GM talks or a coach talks about their off-season plans, their 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 business plan, how much you got to believe them because there should be some smoke and mirrors. There needs to be some deception. And now all of a sudden, Brad Holmes has money, has cap space, has the ability to, you know, and, and knows that, hey, we were an NFC championship caliber team last year we played in that game what were we short on how do we how do we shore up some of those things this is the first time we get a chance to see it do you actually think they're they're trying to pull an okie though because I'm taking them for their word I I think fans are going to be underwhelmed I don't think they're going to get the names that we talk about the Daniil Hunters they're not going to swing a bold move for Legereus Sneed I do think it's going to be an offseason where they say we want to add four or five guys who are b-level free agents that's how we'll utilize the cap space, maintain the depth, pay our guys, keep cap flexibility. I think 
call it boring. I think they've out they've they've laid out the roadmap. I mean, they did it so that they didn't get pushback from the fans. I think that Brad Holmes laid that out very intentionally in his first offseason press conference. Don't yell at me, guys. Don't let the media try to deceive you and talk you into stuff. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be boring. We'll be very boring and methodical and keep our own and add little accent pieces. Do not get caught up in the big shiny objects. And nothing they've said since indicates anything different. Now, it's not going to stop us from doing our job. We're still going to talk about ways to improve this football team and vet the conversations. And I do think, while Snead isn't my number one addition that I would make, I'm more of a Daniil Hunter guy, they have room to get both depending on how bold they want to be. And this is at least just a comparable what it would cost. And the question was put to you guys. Would you make that deal? 248-539-9797. Let's get to Heather with the news. Well, February is ending on a hot note. Temperatures on Tuesday set a record with the high reaching 73 degrees in Detroit, which is wild. The previous high was 70 degrees. That was set on February 24th in 2017. Now, of course, we all know that these temperatures are not going to stay. We've got an extreme cold front coming our way right now, putting us back in our winter coats probably by this afternoon. So temperatures are expected to be in the upper 20s this afternoon, but they say with the wind, it's going to feel even colder. It's going to feel like we're in the teens again, so get Mm. ready. But good news, by Sunday, temperatures will be in the low 60s, so we'll be right back up there. Don't put the shorts away yet. No, yesterday was amazing. I thought we were going to experience more extreme weather during the day. Like, I didn't think I'd actually be able to enjoy it, (laughs) but we got out. We we spent almost all day outside. It was fabulous. It was great. Now, speaking of the extreme weather, a suspected tornado in Grand Blanc knocked down trees. It uprooted gas lines. It damaged homes. And this weather, as it swept across the state, officials in Grand Blanc reported tornado damage shortly after 1 a.m. Several roads there in the area remain closed. A widespread power outage remains as well. Thousands of people are without power. It sounds like that's expected to be restored, hopefully, by this afternoon. So it shouldn't be a long power outage, but... That's still, we'll have to wait and see. The Grand Blanc Township Police Department also said no deaths or injuries have been reported. So that's the great news. President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump won the Michigan primaries on Tuesday, which brings us closer to what appears to be this inevitable rematch. Biden carried 81% of the Democratic primary vote, followed by about 13% uncommitted. Trump won 68% of the Republican primary vote over Nikki Haley's 26%. Yeah, no, no surprises there. No. Uh, be on the lookout. There is a uh, suspected dine and dasher on the loose in Monroe. Um, it's believed that this guy might be connected to numerous dine and dash incidents in the area. At Angelo's Chop House, this guy racked up a huge tab, 70 bucks. He had shots of Patron. He had a beer. He had a really nice uh, New York strip. So he was he was eating well. He showed up. Um, cat, like dressed appropriately, was very polite. And then all of a sudden, near the end of the meal, he started to get a little fidgety, excused himself to the restroom and then bolted out the back door. They don't know where he went. They said there are some hotels nearby. Maybe he had a room somewhere. And it sounds like the Red Lobster, which is right next door to this chop house, was also hit by a dine and dasher, which could be the same guy. And all they're asking is, hey, come back, pay your bill and we'll move on. You know, do the right thing. Yeah. Um, When it comes to happiness, Detroiters, I guess, don't really have any. According to a new study that looked at which major cities in America offer the best conditions for mental and physical well-being, Detroit came in dead last. So 182 of the largest U.S. cities were compared across 
three key metrics. That was um, emotional and physical well-being, income and employment, and community and environment. And Detroit was literally ranked 182. We were dead, dead last. Come we, on. we earned the highest separation and divorce rate, Rutrow, and the highest share of adults sleeping less than seven hours, which I'm included in say, that one. I think we're probably all here to that. Yeah. Um, we also took last place in income and employment rankings. But we got a damn good football team and a hockey right. team that's red right. hot, baby. Hey, so it's go. not all bad. Oh, my goodness. That's Heather with the news. It's 97.1. Hey, when it comes to managing your finances, you need a bank that gets you and is genuinely interested in your success. That's why I bank with First Merchants Bank. Whether it's your business banking or day-to-day personal banking, First Merchants Bank is 100% interested in helping you prosper. First Merchants Bankers are attentive. They take the time to get to know you and work with you to build a plan that was going to fit your situation. Just like they did with me. They sat down with me, asked me questions, and they built that financial plan. And when you make the switch to First Merchants Bank, you're also going to get access to their highly rated mobile banking app with innovative personal finance tools, plus they're deeply connected to the community's needs because it's their community as well. And they volunteer and donate to local causes on a regular basis to ensure that we all prosper together. This is the difference of 100% interest in you. For a better banking experience, visit firstmerchants.com. That's firstmerchants.com, First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Shorthanded goal. Red Wings score eight. Hottest team in hockey, six straight wins. I still can't get over something, John. Not that. <laughs> Love it. Although that would be hard to avoid too. Uh, yes. No, I, I'm not over. You're not in with like the hey hey hockey town stuff that kind of missed you, like the the I want Stanley, the cheesy songs from the last time the Red Wings were Stanley Cup contenders. It like missed you because of where you were in life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't here. It was I had other things going on. Um, and and it wasn't that I wasn't paying attention. I just wasn't listening as intently. As some are. See, that like brings me back and it's made me more excited. But let's call it what it is. You're more of a casual hockey fan than I am, but you're enjoying this run too. I think everybody's getting roped into what the Red Wings are doing. And I think it's a good time to check in with people, not on will they make the playoffs. I feel like those phone calls are, you know, relevant at this point. They're in and they look every bit the part of a playoff team. Have the expectations changed at all? Are you starting to want more and expect more? From this hockey team, 248-539-9797. Like before the year, there was a healthy debate over whether they would make the playoffs or not. Yep. And as recently as four weeks ago, there was real discussion of whether or not they'd make the playoffs or not. Now I think you're talking about winning a playoff series. And now you got fans chanting, we want the cup last night. Everybody's feeling themselves. It's an eight, you know, it's an eight goal game. Everybody's thinking, could they do something? You got the photo circulating, Iserman staring down the cup. Dead set focused. Is that Red Wing fans this morning? Dead set focused on doing something with the playoff berth. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. With 23 games left and an eight-point lead on the cut line or eight points above the cut line, however you want to say it, how much is – how much? what does that mean? Where are they in regards to being comfortable or us as fans? Not that they are as players or as a, as a, as a franchise, but us as fans – what does that mean 
with 23 games left and games against some 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 really good teams, but more against teams that they are supposed to beat. Not that they're going to win all of those games. It's a long season. There's 23 games left. There's going to be road trips. There's going to be times where they just they show up and they they're not themselves. There's going to be other times like we saw against Colorado where they 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 punch above their weight, you know, class. And with 23 games left and the fact that they're only two back of Toronto, because if we're going to talk about eight above the cut line, you also have to say, hey, they're only two back of that number three spot and getting out of a wild card, and they're only 10 out of where 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 Boston is, where Florida is. The top spot. Yeah. They're putting the foot on the gas right now. I think they see and smell blood in the water. Six straight wins, foot on the gas, beat up on a bad team. And not that the Capitals are a bad team, but back-to-back, take advantage of a wounded animal and don't let your foot off the gas, score eight goals. I mean, Again, they didn't need eight to win. you're better than. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last year, a year ago to the day, they were getting their teeth kicked in by the Ottawa Senators and you know, ended up tucking your tail between your legs and selling at the deadline. Instead, you're going, okay, Capitals on, on Tuesday, Islanders, another team in a similar spot on Thursday. Let's do to them what Ottawa did to us. Let's impose our will. Let's overwhelm them. And they look like a great team right now. I mean, the, the puck possession numbers, the depth scoring. I mean, the Kane, Larkin, Debrinket line is lethal. They didn't really get involved until the sixth goal of the game. Right. That That's the beauty of this. I know there's the hockey analytics people that will tell you, oh, this isn't sustainable. They're five-on-five numbers and their shot percentage. When you roll four lines, if someone cools off, you got someone else to pick them up. When when DeBrinket went through a cold stretch, it wasn't really even talked about. And now he's hot again, and he's got goals in three straight games. I think four in the last three. Shane Gostisbehere scored two goals last night. He's a blue liner with some with some prowess. He was in a, in a, a drought. No one really talks about it because everybody else is picking up one another. And I think if you look at how sustainable is it, the fact that they can roll four lines, they're built to play in the postseason. The fact that they can win some lower scoring games, they're built to play in the postseason. Maybe they don't need to win with five goals. They didn't need five goals last night. They didn't need five goals against the Avalanche. They didn't need five goals in most of these games. Blackhawks, Blues, on this win streak, they haven't needed five-plus goals. But they're good enough to do it. And that's why you start thinking about the ceiling of this hockey team and what they're capable of. I do expect them to win a first-round series. And I think Florida would be the worst draw of anybody. And maybe you revisit when you see who they play, but can they beat Boston in a seven-game series? Two and two this year against the Bruins, and they're not playing nearly as well. Uh, Toronto in a world where you'd face them, no issues there. The Rangers, you start saying, bring on anybody the way this team's playing. And you talk about running into the hot goalie. They, they kind of have the hot goalie right now in Alex Lyon. And here's the thing we're talking about. Do you, you, are you going to change your expectations? All of those things that you mentioned, hot goalie, the fact that they are a, a team that can score on any line. They've got, uh, they could find somebody with a hot hand Somebody steps up when they need it most. And the fact that they're playing really good defense, yeah, my expectations have changed. My expectations have gone from, do I do I think they can be a playoff team? Yes. Do I expect them now to be a playoff team? 100%. Not only that, but I expect them to win a playoff series. And, and, I, and that may be asking a lot because even though they are 2-2 two and two against Boston, that's a tough win if they have to face Florida. That's a tough out, but I do expect them to be able to win a first-round playoff series. Are you guys on board? 
as we continue to celebrate this hockey team and kind of dream bigger, right? I mean, that's what this is. You dream bigger when they give you reasons to believe, and they've given you so many reasons to buy into this hockey team. Some ticket texters. The Wings have utterly dominated in 2024. The lines are clicking. The synergy is something to credit Lalonde with as well. Yeah, Lalonde should probably get more credit. Second year, it's kind of when you expect coaching to really take hold. That first year, you got to set some standards, build some habits, get guys to play your way, pivot off the old coaching staff's way. And then your second season, you should start to see breakthroughs. You should start to see success. And how do you juggle four lines? When do you put Larkin with Kane and Debrinkit? Because they're rolling that top line now. They might not keep them together all this all the time. They haven't played all three together all season. Knowing when to push those guys and when to stagger those guys. I think that's part of coaching. And trying to find a way to, to clean up their defense and finding out pairings that work. Mo Sider, you talk about playing better defensively. Dude's a warrior last night. Blocked mm-hmm. five shots. He limped off twice. Didn't miss a shift. Came right back out there. Everybody you need to play well is playing well right now. There's one guy that I don't think is getting enough love, though. The the unheralded Red Wing. I would say uh, the forgotten Red Wing in all of this success. Want to give that to you coming up next. We'll mix that in. In addition to the Packers general manager. Oh, he couldn't help himself, John. He couldn't help himself. <laughs> Lions are the king of the north. And this guy took a little pot shot at the Detroit Lions. So we will mix that in as well. Get your thoughts on the Red Wings, the Lions, all the good stuff. It's 97-1. Hey, your New Year's resolution is to lose weight, and you can get there faster than you think with Ideal You. Go to idealu.us now, and you could lose 20 pounds in just 30 days. Whether your resolution is to lose 10 pounds or 100 pounds or anywhere in between, Ideal You works, and it works fast. We are already on the precipice of March and when March turns to April, you can be 30, 20 pounds, 30 pounds lighter. I lost 10 pounds in the first 10 days, and I lost 60 pounds overall, and I did it by eating real whole food. It wasn't shakes or bars. That's why I've been able to keep it off for over two years. You're going to get a weight loss coach with works with you every step of the way. Your coach is going to help you lose weight, and they're going to teach you how to keep it off. Go to idealu.us now. Sign up for a free body composition analysis. That's $150 value free. You're going to find out what your visceral fat percentage is, water weight percentage, bone mass, muscle mass, and so much more. Best of all, you're going to find out how easy it is to lose weight fast. Picture yourself 20 or 30 pounds lighter in just 30 days, and that's just 30 days. Just imagine what you could feel like in a year, in two years, by being able to keep it off. I could tell you, it feels great. Now's the time to make it happen. Go to idealu.us now. That's idealu.us. Congrats to Jeremiah in Belleville. He won the Bill Burr tickets, courtesy of Live Nation. He heard John Jansen say... Uh-huh, yeah. That's the Bullfrog. <laughs> Tickets on sale now, Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com. Bill Burr, Little Caesars Arena, March 10th. You asked the question about the who is the under-the-radar wing that maybe we should be celebrating a little bit more right now. We also talked about you know adjusting our expectations. And Red Wing 2244 on Twitch, which we're on Twitch, we right about 6 o'clock, so we're all waving to you right now. Um he says that I'm at five flags if I have them winning a series. Now, I know the, the whole flag thing that they're talking about that in the afternoon. 
Um, where are you at? Three flags, four flags, five flags. And and it, and for the expectations this year, winning a series, I think I, I kind of am at five flags. I'm excited about what the potential is for this team. But he also wants to ask the question, Cookie's talking about Michael Rasmussen. Is that who you are referencing in regards to the under the radar, maybe not talked about or, or maybe a little bit underappreciated Detroit Red Wing right now. He would qualify. It's not who I had in mind. He would qualify because every line he's on seems to get better. Yeah, but Eisenman already, already appreciated him. Cash, Four years. Cashola, yeah. there's an yeah. appreciation. The guy I'm talking about is going to make even more cash at the end of the season. It's a guy currently on Rasmussen's line. It's Lucas Raymond. Okay. Lucas Raymond, fourth overall pick. Highest drafted Red Wing from Iserman. Third season, breakout season. Mm -hmm. Point per game in his last 25. He's doing it while not on the line with Kane and Debrinkit and Larkin. He's doing it without being one of those power play merchants where you get a bunch of cheapies with the extra man. He's only got two power play goals. He is their best even strength point producer on this team at 22 years old. He bulked up this summer. 12 pounds. Good muscle. He's stronger on the puck. The game has slowed down for him. He had three points last night, and he's the guy with the most multi-point games on the team. When he shows up, comes and bursts. He can kind of take over a shift, a series, a period, a game. He had three points last night. Lucas Raymond, to me, you talk about guys who could profile as a star. Yeah. At 22 years old, you're starting to see him turn the corner. He's a guy, he's not Kane, he's not the Brinkett, he's not the captain, he's not the headliner. But we need to recognize what's happening here because we do have a guy who's, I want to say, a star, but a star is being born. Uh, yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, that that would have been who I said was under the radar because when everybody talks about points, it talks about goals, they talk about Dylan Larkin and Alex Dabrinkit um, because those guys have been here all year. Obviously, Patrick Kane uh, it, you know, came in with, what, 25 games uh, into the season. Or he's played 25 games. Yeah. Um, 53 points apiece. Lucas Raymond... When has anybody talked about his point production? Uh, we haven't mentioned it here until this moment. <laughs> He's at 51. And you go through all of the different things that he has, some of the things that are stacked up against him. He's 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 playing against taller odds than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And he's been able to produce. And we talk Larkin. We talk to Brinkett. Uh, we talk, we've even talked to Mo Sider, Patrick Kane, all of these guys, Rasmussen with the contract extension. We have not said Lucas's Lucas Raymond's name. Gosh, it, I, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually mentioned him when we were talking Red Wings. <laughs> yeah. when, 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 I mean, I know though. I know I, he, he has slipped a little under the radar. I know the hockey elite, the, the, they they're all about him oh, and they, sure. they've been tracking this, but he's not getting maybe enough love. So I'm happy to show him some this morning. Ticket texters. I don't think it's fair to suddenly change expectations on the Red Wings midseason. They were expected to be a fringe playoff team, and they're exceeding those expectations. Nick in Pontiac. Okay, so if, I mean, we did this with the Lions. All right, we expect most people were right around 10 wins and winning a division. And so they, they did that. They got 12 wins. They won a division. But you are allowed to adjust your expectations. I was at 11 before the season, and at some point with about a month left, I did expect them to, to be a 12-win team. That's a big difference. 12 wins during a regular season versus 10, that's a statement. And then you start talking about, hey, we expect them to win 
a home playoff game. Well, they had to play against Matthew Stafford. They had to play where where the odds were stacked against them a little bit, and everybody wanted to, to, to throw those three letters out there. And then all of a sudden, Green Bay beats Dallas, and the Lions have another home playoff game against Tampa. They slayed a lot of dragons, and the expectations every step of the way changed for me, in my mind. And it doesn't have to be. It, for you, or you as the listener, and I say you, uh, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you, but th- they can change for me. What I what I mean by expectation changing, I'm not going to call them failures if they don't win a playoff series. I'm not trying to move the goalposts on them. I expected this team to make the playoffs. Sure as hell feels like they're going to make the playoffs. That's a success, but I see what they're capable of, and I'd be yep. disappointed if they don't do something with it, if they don't do something at the deadline at this point, given how hot they are, if they don't take advantage of a of a team in the first round of the playoffs who I think they'd be every bit as good as. I mean, the Capitals coach last night, I mean, easy to say when you give up eight goals, he says they're as good as any team in hockey, talking about the Red Wings. So if you know hockey more than any other sport, get in, see what happens. They check some key markers for teams that can win in the playoffs. Yeah, you'd be bummed out if they got in and didn't do something. I think that's human nature. Nobody's setting them up to gotcha them. Like, oh, they didn't go on a run. They didn't win the cup failed season. I'm I'm not trying to do that. You're not trying to do that. But just, guys, you're watching this team. You do dare to dream a little more now. You you do do see it. It's okay to move the goalposts. It's okay because all of a sudden, instead of kicking a 10-yard field goal, now you're, you're looking at, hey, we should be good from 25. We should be good from 30. And I don't want to get into Lions field goal kickers, but... That's where you can move the goalposts a little bit because the expectations do change. They're allowed to change. It's almost a fun question. Your confidence level in the Red Wings, as explained by Lions kickers. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah. Think I think they're better than a Riley Patterson right now. I'm more confident than a, than a Badgley, but it's certainly yeah. not a Vinatieri or a, a Justin Tucker level confidence with a kicker. No, not yet. Not yet. Right. Six in a row for the Red Wings. Ticket Texture says, come on, cookies. Play my Red Wings, the whitest song ever written. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, it's it goes on for a while, John. Red line, blue line, fly on by. Very white song. Texture says Raymond reminds me of Pavel Datsuk. He's good defensively, uh, taking away the puck with pokes. Another one says the bottom six have been great. No points from the top guys early in the game. Didn't matter. Deepest team in years, and they're fun to watch. That's Pete in Waterford. We brought up um, the Packers general manager. He -hmm. can't help himself. John, who won the NFC North this year? I would be the Detroit Lions. Not the Packers? No, no. As a matter of fact, um, they did make the playoffs this year, uh, which is, that's good. It's nice nice for them. Uh, They did not make it last year. And who knocked them out of the playoffs last year? Be the Detroit Lions, John. Uh Uh-huh. And so, I mean, what do, do we have the audio of of Gutenkuss or we no, we don't have the audio. No, but I'll give you the quote. He said cuz he was asked specifically about you know, hey, you, catching up to the Lions and he said around here we've never hung banners for division championships. So it's never been about that. It's a nice starting point, but we're always looking for better things. He was asked specifically about chasing the Lions and said we've never hung banners for division titles. Detroit here yeah. we we have and we do. And we celebrated the fact that we were able to hang the first North Banner. All right, that's fine. And if he wants to rain on our parade, that's fine. I don't care. I don't really don't care what he has to say other than the fact that it 
it just kind of grinds at you a little bit. It kind of pisses you off a little bit. The fact that he's got to chirp in on this and the fact that, you know, the elitist Packers, right? Hey, but we, we got Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now they, they, they believe they found their next quarterback in love. And, and maybe he's good. I don't think he'll ever be a Rodgers. It would highly unlikely that he would be an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre. But he could be serviceable. He could be good. I, but the, for me, the jury's still out. Does he have a point? Your reaction? We don't, we don't hang division banners here. I have no shame that the Lions celebrated their division championship. A part, Zero. Part of why they don't hang. I mean, don't have any rafters at Lambeau <laughs> to hang the outdoor division stadium. banners. Yeah, sure. But I don't have any shame. Like, if he thinks he's going to, like, embarrass Lions fans or the organization because they're hanging the division title banner, then no embarrassment for me. That was meaningful for this team. They hadn't been there before. The whole act like you've been there before. They hadn't been there before. And if we want to get into the Packers, well, yeah, they've won the division more often. It's not like they're stacking Super Bowl after Super Bowl either. So, I, anyway, we'll give you guys a chance to respond to it. 248-539-9797. It's 97.1. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.